just the understanding of how to get on top of something or over something and how to get down from something. Those are huge. And the funny thing is, is um, I've said this to like, I'm talking like high level CrossFitters, like friends that have been to the games. You know what I mean? The way that you guys get off of stuff is the thing that's going to injure you. Like it's when you're doing like box jumps and you jump down or I don't know what, when you guys like crawl over the boxes, you know what I mean? Just to get over them. It's like, it's the way you get down that shows me that that's where the injury lies for you. Do you feel like you're running life through the motions day after day? Do you feel sluggish with little energy to be able to spend time with your family? Do you feel like you're just not living up to your full potential? What if I told you you could transform your life through mindset and movement? Here on the Ecala podcast, you'll be inspired, be motivated, and be able to take action to become that best version of yourself. The Ecala podcast is for those who want the opportunity to better themselves through health and wellness. Here you'll learn tips from experts in their field, hear inspirational stories to help uncover your full potential. Now, are you ready to transform your life? Welcome back to the Ecala Podcast. I'm your host, David Gonzalez, here at CrossFit of Fremont, powered by Ecala Today. We have a special guest, friend, homie, and brother we got right here. He's a world-renowned parkour athlete, founder of Squadron HQ out there in Northern Cali in the Bay Area, and also co-owner of Strike Movement. The boy right here, Daryl Stingley, Wavezilla. What's He's up? Cracking. What's up? What's so up? I, I have to ask, how'd you come up with Wavezilla? You know the the rapper uh, and uh, producer Jay Dilla. No, you don't know Jay Dilla. Oh, okay, well Jay Dilla, OG, represent. Shout out, shout out Detroit. Shout out Jay Dilla. Jay Dilla is one of my favorite producers of all time, and uh, that's where Wavezilla came from. Like growing up, I had the nickname Wave Runner, which was actually a it was a, an insult to me because I, mm. I I rode a I rode a, a waveboard to school and the suburban kids. Love to make fun of me. So I was like, I was like, I'm going to make this name cool. Cool. You know yep. what I mean? And then, you know, like Wave Runner has been my nickname. It's still what people call me. Wave Runner, Wavey Wave. And then I just came up with Wavezilla, like kind of pay homage to Jay Dilla because I'm a big okay. fan. Man, I had uh, spoke to Sabrina about this earlier. I was like, man, I was I was tripping on the name Wavezilla. Like Wavezilla, like, how do you come up with it? Like at least in my, I came with, this is what I came up with. I was like, all right, a wave. A wave has the ability to transform land at yeah. its will. Yeah. You know, a power of force to be reckoned with. And then I was a big Godzilla fan, watch movies all the time with my dad. So I was like, man, now you got Zilla. So what comes before Godzilla hits land? A massive wave. And then once he hits land, what is it? A force to be reckoned with, someone to be seen and let it be known I'm here. Yeah. So that's what like, I was like, Wavezilla, I thought it was connection with the water, Godzilla, that's how I pictured it in my head. Hey, see, it, see it how you want to, man. Like, you see it how you want to, it's all good, you know what I mean? I'm a monster, it's all good, I'm a, you know, it's, it's fluid how I do it, you know what I mean? So that's it's all right. good. I'll take that. We'll change the origin story, that's what it is. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Now, now right here, we have a, on the Color Podcast, we have a hang loose segment, that's what these deck of cards here. It's just a random, a bunch of random questions in the deck of cards, I'd like you to pull one. Read the question and answer it. Sometimes this is a way for us to figure out someone's personality by the way they answer sometimes. Okay, so I just pull anyone. Anyone. Okay. All right. Okay. Who'd play you in a movie? Damn. Oh, man. I think I know the answer to this. I know who you might really want to play you in the movie. <laughs> 
dang, I don't know who James I want Bond? to play me. <laughs> um, and, and I guess if if it's me at my current age, yeah, damn, I don't know who I'd want to play me. I don't know, like maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe Jaden Smith. Oh like that's man. the that's the he. I think he. he oh, could, you kind of look like him. Yeah, well, I just feel <laughs> like resemblance. I feel this is the only part that's gonna <laughs> oh, be hard. I've, beard? I've never seen him with a with a beard, so. But yeah, who'd play me in a movie? Jaden Smith. Who would you think would play me in a movie? Well, I know you're a big fan of, uh, how you say his last name? Sebastian uh, Foucault? 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 Yeah, I know you're you're a big fan of him. You know, if you took oh, one to pay, you know, like, I you know would what? I'm going to shoot him in a movie a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> but but he's 48, 49. Man, you know, cameras do miracles these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they just, <laughs> use the use the technology. Exactly. The aging technology. Okay, that's one down. Oh, just you just take one. That's one. Oh, you just one. Yeah, one just one random question. Right. And then now, real quick. Um, so you're a native to the Bay Area, right? I am. Yeah. So you're a home turf right here. Yeah, so uh, tell Pitts- us how it was uh, growing up. Growing up, Pittsburgh, Antioch, like deep East Bay. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. I don't know. I mean, it was. It was cool. It was. A, it was a really kind of dynamic childhood for me. I had an older brother, seven years older than me, and I kind of got to. Um, I kind of got to experience a lot through him seeing a lot of the stuff that he was doing. And, you know, my dad grew up out here as well. So, you know, he he wasn't like a street kid per se, but he grew up with street kids. You know what I mean? Our My grandma was very diligent as a parent to him and uh, his stepdad, who who has been essentially his father his whole life. They were, you know, coming from the Air Force and all that stuff. So really regimented, you know what I mean? Sent them off to like boarding school and stuff like that. But, you know, you, you grow up around the people you grow up around around here. So I think that um, my dad saw what was happening to his homies and like, you know, his homies kids. And he was like, I don't want that for, for my son. And my brother's not my, my dad's biological son. Okay. Uh, my dad raised both of us. But, you know, like he's he's not um, like they're not blood related. So my brother was very much under the the uh, wing of like my mom for the most part and her side of the family. And I think that that led him into a lot of directions that my pop was not down to, like, let me just fall into. Now, he he, did, he didn't like stop me from doing anything. But when I when I had something in my hands that I wanted to do, he, he pushed me toward that. So growing up in the in the East Bay. I, funny enough, no matter, you want to go to the streets or you don't, you're in the streets, that's where you live, that's where you're from, it doesn't change, so I I really gravitated toward, like, baseball, because that was the first, like, team sport I ever played, and, you know, at the baseball fields out there, there's... You see it all. You see it all. There's, there's like in my neighborhood, yeah. the, all the baseball coaches were the homies. <laughs> you are, but you already know. That's that's what you it know? was like. You know, you got dope sales happening. Like, and I'm trying to practice, and I'm practice trying to hit. I'm trying to hit my my first home run or whatever. You know what I mean? You got gang activity right over here, and this is all happening in the in the space where I'm just kind of like trying to be a kid. But I think it was the the outlets of those activities that my dad. He was super super supportive, man. I mean, like extremely supportive. He took me to every practice. He took me to do everything that I wanted to do, anything athletic, anything to keep me away from that. He took me to do and he made the time for me. So, you know, I I witnessed it. I saw it. I experienced what my life could have been like, especially looking at it through the lens of my brother who was getting into all that stuff. And I just saw I saw what I didn't want to do. And I think that that led me to to here. But that's 
you know, no matter how good you are, how good you want to be as a kid, you grow up where you grow up. You and, grow up, exactly. Yeah. And then sometimes you could either fall into it or, or exactly. learn from someone else's experience and exactly. be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. Take, take my cue here and step out. <laughs> if it wasn't my brother, if I didn't see him do go through what he was going through and his homies and stuff like that, I might have been right there. It might, I might have been the one to go through all that stuff, you know, no matter my dad's like efforts. Because the streets call, man. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, they call and they, once they get a hold on you, sometimes it's hard to pull out. Yeah. Until it's, sometimes it's too late or you don't really get the chance. You exactly. Get the chance to do so. Exactly. And There's then like, some, some uh, go. if I remember correctly, your dad was Oakland PD, right? My dad was Oakland so PD. So you had like both sides. You seen yeah. what he was doing, like what he had to deal with on the work on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. But then you've seen it firsthand knowledge, like this is what happens. And then now my dad's on the other side trying to combat it. Yeah. In a sense. And then he grew up like in the hood. So he kind of had, I think me personally, the best. The people that make the best cops are the ones that grew up with the homies because they knew yeah. what was going on. They knew Absolutely. how to combat it. Like to know evil, I mean, to combat evil, you have to know evil. Yeah. You know, and so you've seen it on both sides. You see your brother going through the struggle. You see your, your dad fighting against the struggle. Yeah. And then like, even at, to this day now, like, and I'm sure back then it was probably even worse. Like colors of our skin is oh, what yeah. put us in a situation where it's like, man, I didn't even do nothing wrong, but... I was just born with the color and now mm -hmm. it's, it's now it's being used against me instead of being embraced, you know? Exactly. And uh, I think I, I caught on one of your podcasts that you've done before in the past was like, we we're speaking about it earlier before we started was like, the only people that are going to save the hood is the people that come from the hood. Yeah. Because we know it. That's true. And then um, you had did this one thing, I think it was in Pittsburgh, right? You guys had built a pop-up pretty much yeah, like we a, built a, a, park, park, yeah. a parkour course. And then the city came and of course, you know how the city is. If yeah. you don't pay them their cut... <laughs> They're taking it down. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like, you know? you know, that's how it went. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, it was like pandemic just started and everything shut down. Uh, I had made the decision to leave my gym that I had been like, you know, working, designing, building out the program, all this stuff for the past, at the time, the past like four years, going on five years. And um, yeah, I had made the decision. I told the team like, look, guys, I'm leaving because I had a, pretty like serious altercation with my partner who was there, uh, you know, 40 year old white guy <laughs> who doesn't understand any of this even slightly. And like, it was in the middle of, of everything that was going on. You know what I mean? Like we were seeing what's happening in the streets. This is, this is like before George Floyd and then after George Floyd. So this whole situation was taking place over the course of, you know, a month or so. Yeah. And yeah, like just his level of ignorance and insensitivity, the things that he said to me, the the way that I felt like threatened and just like the threat against like my values and what I was, what I wanted to use my, my efforts and energy for, you know what I mean? Like I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't stay there no matter what I did, no matter what I built in there, no matter what. And I wasn't really interested in trying to fight over it. You know what I mean? Cause it was his before I got there and we partnered. So it was just kind of like, I could fight, I could claim intellectual property, it could turn into this big thing, or I could just let it go and move on and trust in my own value and my own, um, you know, what I can bring to the table on my own or with my team, specifically just us. And, you know, my, my homeboy Garrett, who you, who you met, moved out here and we like, you know, rebranded, started Squadron LLC and it just, you know, started it from just us. And the first thing that we did was we went to that same Central Park in Pittsburgh where I used to play baseball growing up. 
and not a damn thing has changed. It's the same. <laughs> it's still the same, same struggle. Place. Yeah, <laughs> we rolled up and and uh, and yeah, I was just like, you know, I wanna I wanna build a parkour park here, and I I feel like I can design it in a way where we don't have to drill into any of the concrete. So technically speaking, we're not vandalizing anything. So I designed these uh, crazy fixtures to go around the one foot by one foot pillars of concrete to like you know, secure the bars and the, and the walls to the concrete so that we use that whole big structure as a, as stability. And we were getting it done. The neighborhood, you know, they're rolling through, uh, cause it's a, it's a bridge that it's like a bridge walkway that goes yes. over the street. And then like, it's, you know, it's like a little, um, like spiral bridge down and to get to the actual park. And they were walking past us as we're building and they're asking us what we're doing. And, and I'm telling them, like, I grew up here. This was special to me. So I really wanted to put my effort and my knowledge into building something positive in this space. Cause other than that, the space is just known for that area in particular, right there underneath the bridge is just drug deals. That's all that goes down there. So I was building that. And even the homies that were there were like down for what we were doing. You know what I mean? And on the last day, I'm like literally drilling in the last wall, you know, city worker rolls by. And this is the second or third city worker we had spoken to. First two hella cool more driven yeah they were like oh this is ill man yeah this is good my god my kids are gonna love stuff yep. like this and then one city worker walks through and is just like what are you guys doing you guys got permits for this and it's just like i was like oh come on dog come on you know what this is like <laughs> like you know where the space is just like let it be uh and you know he called his supervisor and his supervisor came out and that guy was like god damn it he was like this is cool what you guys are doing but because he brought it to my attention, now I got to take it to the higher ups, but I don't want them to just come over here and demolish your stuff. So I'm going to give you guys this phone number. They're probably going to call you, uh, just expect it and just, you know, do what they say. But we're, but I'm going to make sure that like signs get put on this so that people don't, you know, play on it so that, you know, the city's not liable or whatever, but it'll give you guys some time to, to handle your business so they don't just demolish it. And I initially got a call from the, the city attorney. She was not cool. <laughs> she was an attorney. Usually uh, not. <laughs> yeah. And I told her the truth straight up. I was like, look, it took us a month to set this up. We can't. It's seven o'clock in the evening. We're not going to be in the hood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're not taking this Get down. Get home before the streetlights turn on. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, so the next day I got a call from the, um, the assistant director of Parks and Recreation. And she was like, I'm going to give you guys the weekend to do what you guys have to do here and take it down. And then after that, like, we'll talk. Cause she's like, I went through the next morning and it was, I was actually blown away with what you guys had built. Like, this looks really nice, but you know how the city is and you know how insurance is and all of that BS. So she gave us the weekend and we, if she listens to this, she's going to hear <laughs> this part. Uh, we said, yeah, it'll take us a couple days. We went in, we filmed the video <laughs> the next day. And then the following day, we came out with the trucks and stuff like that. And I had to just dismantle the whole park. Man. Like, yeah, it, it was it was a month of work for a couple hours of of like a session on it and one video and then a day of demolishing it, essentially. Yeah. So it's uh, like, all right, you call it right here. That's what um, Powers CrossFit right here, our CrossFit of Fremont, is about a uh, strong path forward, built through mm -hmm. community, finding mm -hmm. your inner warrior. And like what it sounds like to me is like you're trying to build a better community where exactly. you came from, where you grew up. That's exactly. And it's right. like, uh, I remember listening to that you were talking about like, this is for people that can't afford going to the gym. Exactly. Uh, especially the kids in the hood. Like, 
Like, man, we don't have, we could barely even afford to play for the league city, the city leagues if exactly. we have the money or whatnot. You, you know? got to be able to afford the uniform, the uniforms, the, like all the equipment, just, like, everything that comes yeah. with it. And uh, like me, I didn't play youth sports because we couldn't afford it, you know? And it led me to a certain path. Mm -hmm. So like you were going back, trying to build your better community. And it's just like, it blows my mind. Cause that's what I, like me, like, man, I try to give away as much as I can that I can, you know, it's like here. Cause I know what it is to grow grow up broke not being able to have what the other kids have not even having the opportunities like sometimes the choices are made for us instead yeah. of us making those choices yeah once you start so like when you went back to the hood all the kids were excited the the homies are excited they see what's going on because yeah. they see too like the way i look at it when when some of the homies see the other homies doing good and they made it out the hood they want to see the rest of the youth in the hood make it out the hood you know yeah. they're trapped but they're always looking for, uh, for a way out and that's what you are essentially doing is trying to find a way out for these kids that don't have a way out yeah you're giving them a door yeah that was the goal because i'll credit my father for the rest of my life you know if if he wasn't so supportive of me doing the thing that i was doing i mean there's no money in parkour you know what i mean <laughs> there's at, at that time especially no money in it but like he saw i guess me and like my drive for things. And he saw this thing that I found out all on my own. And he was just like, yeah, that's it. Go do that. And if, if he wasn't giving, he was giving me all of his resources. I mean, my pops used to work like out here, you know what I mean? So he would be driving this hour every single day at more than an hour. Cause this is an hour without traffic. Yeah, like He'd be driving in the morning, 4am, you know what I mean? Out here, be coming home and be taking me wherever I need to go. You know what Tired, I mean? Tired, exhausted, yeah. but still doing but he it. He did that. He did knew. that for me. And I know that not everybody has that opportunity. You know, I was fortunate enough to have my dad and my mom and my dad had his mom and his dad technically, you know, and all that stuff. So there was a bit of a support system. It was like suffer in this generation to make the next generation it's suffer better. a little yeah, less yeah. to make the next generation suffer a little less and then maybe give an opportunity. So that happened for me, but I know that that's not the way it is for everybody. You know, that's not the way, I don't think that's the way that my brother saw it because, you know, he was made aware that he was always made aware that my dad isn't his biological father Man. by my mom and my mom's like family. You know what I mean? Like no shade on them, but that's just what, that's what happened. So I'm sure that left a chip on his shoulder. And I'm certain that that, that kind of like that lack of full feeling of belonging, belonging and yep. sent him somewhere where he could get it. Find you know what I mean? Yep. And the homies will do yeah. that for you now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my brother, my brother's half Mexican too. So, so he was look like a he lot had of the struggle with both sides. Cause homies, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's you get that, uh, struggle like that and then yeah so and then um parkour i remember you were saying i read a little bit up on it it went through uh and like me i'm a real real into history so when i actually found it i was pretty excited about it. like man parkour was like utilized or trying to be utilized for evasion tactics and combat yeah right? back in, in the france French, with French that dude I, yeah. I know it was i don't know how to pronounce his name george or george bear yeah, yeah yeah he created it and i uh, was trying to implement it making you know regimental and then um one of the bells the father at least and then yeah. passed on to his son david bell and then it became this massive force now, like, man, yeah. it's, it's, it's incredible. I, I watch it. I watched you. And I was like, man, look at this big dude looking graceful. You know, like <laughs> this guy, he making it look light on his feet. He's uh, moving with grace, moving with purpose. Dang, you think and I'm then, big? <laughs> hey, you look big, <laughs> man. <laughs> Make me look small. You know, make me like, damn, is the gym really working? Nah, <laughs> but, <laughs> you <gotta wait> to <laughs> but I seen that stuff in, um, to teach a kid that type of movement to have grace, to envision, to see the world beyond the neighborhood fence. Yeah, exactly. You know, to see outside that baseball field, to see outside yeah. that overpass, to see 
what's beyond you know there's like there's no limit yeah. there's nothing that you cannot climb you know that's that's and, the whole focus man is that like just showing there's a there's a whole other way to use the world than than the way that we're taught you know what i mean like you know because we only do what we do because of the way that the world is around us if it, if it yeah. wasn't always about this all the time Oh man, life would be way yeah. different, man. You know, yeah. it's, would uh, you would you make those decisions if everything wasn't about this? I mean, especially in the neighborhoods that we come from. You know what yeah. I mean? Especially in those we're disenfranchised, we're held back from opportunity. So the only opportunities that you can get to get you the most, you go and take those because that's going to give you the most comfort, especially when you're living in a hellish environment. So yep. if you can just, if we can create something different and say, well, there's a whole other side to wealth that is an aspect of health and there's an aspect of enjoyment and exploration. And this is something that you can do that, I mean, the most expensive thing you have to pay for to do this, if you really, if you're really, really, really about it is a pair of shoes. You know what I mean? And like, that's, I mean that's not that's not that far off. We're talking about we're talking about like the minimum for a monthly membership at a parkour gym is like ninety dollars, right? That's monthly. That's minimum. That's like maybe one class a week, and that's maybe one open gym. You know what I mean? Ninety dollars a month over the course of twelve months. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like eleven hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. And, but but like maximum i'm talking like i mean my shoe in particular is 150 dollars, and you don't even need to get my shoe you know what i mean you can get some feyus you know for 20 dollars. you can get some onitsuka tigers for 40 dollars. and just soak them with coke after on some coke at the yeah bottom. <laughs> exactly there's 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 a lesser threshold and especially if if there's uh you know especially if there's spaces being provided that are free access, like parks, you know, or if we can destigmatize like what it looks like, what we're doing to be seen as fitness, exercise, play, exploration, you know what I mean? Yep. Sport, then, you know, every, it's free. It's outside. It's anywhere. It's park, anywhere. You, park go, you, no don't, park. you don't got to pay for nothing. And then like, yeah. even the, like the visual aspect of it, like you see a building and it's like a building, not tall enough not to climb. Like, yeah. You can do it. Now, if you could just envision that, do it or not do it, but just to have that vision, just to have that eye to see something that nothing's not impossible. Exactly. You know, you find your way outside those gates, uh, outside of being incarcerated, outside of being put in a pine box before your time. Exactly. And whatnot, you know? It's huge, And man. Uh, uh, that takes community. It takes people to, you know, to believe in you or you just even expose you. Yeah. Like to expose you to that stuff. A lot of people don't know. My exposure to like parkour before I met you was watching Jackie Chan do some crazy shit. That's you know? it. That's it. <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and I used to watch that and... Like it's a movie, of course, but this dude looked like an average Joe working at the at the local meat market or liquor store, or whatever. Yeah. Some shit happens. Guess what? That one knows what to do. Yeah, he knows exactly. And nothing how was to holding him back. Going. You know, he knows how to climb up there, jump over, do all this crazy stuff. You know, and like, but if you could just teach that to the kid in the neighborhood, or well, there's no limit actually. I read there's yeah. no actually no age limit to parkour. You get no. anybody to try it out. You yeah. know? So it's like I've taught people over seventy years old, and then uh, people look at it, and people always see a wall like. Man, I be with the homies and be like, we got to run for the cops are here. I can't jump that wall. Like, what? Like, what do you mean you can't jump the wall? But now if you learn a little bit of skill, yes. we're jumping over that wall real quick, you know? And I used to actually use that sometimes. I used to find myself running down, you know, pathways and I'd be like, damn, wall is high. But I would find myself running on one wall, bouncing back and forth until yeah, I got over. Exactly. You know? Because I watched Jackie Chan, yeah. <laughs> you know? Use the and, environment um, to help you conquer uh, the environment. Yeah, exactly. You know, not just for, you know, the homies running from the cops or whatnot, but for, for anything. Anything, anything. Yeah. you know, you never know when it's actually going to be functional. Like, because like, all right, people, uh, we do CrossFit, you know, CrossFit is functional women stuff you do in everyday life. Like I tell uh, that my intro classes like, hey, you gotta lift up a couch, 
you're doing a deadlift. You got to put luggage up in a compartment. You're doing a strict press. It's real heavy. You're doing a push right. jerk, right? Right. So now parkour is really functional. Yeah. You never know when Jimmy's stuck over there on the other side of the wall and you got to get over the wall. Yeah. You know, mom and pop should learn. Like, you never know when that when the baby might need you to do something uh, a little bit extra just to get to them, you know? Yeah. I mean, just the understanding of how to get on top of something or over something and how to get down from something. Mm -hmm. Those are huge. And the funny thing is, is um, I've said this to like, I'm talking like high level CrossFitters, like friends that have been to the games. You know what I mean? The way that you guys get off of stuff is the thing that's going to injure you. Like it's when you're doing like box jumps and you jump down or I don't know what, when you guys like crawl over the boxes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just to get over them. It's like, it's the way you get down that shows me that that's where the injury lies for you. And it's funny how often that, that becomes the truth. Like how often that happens. It's not even during the performance of the specific thing you're doing. It's, it's after the fact, you know what I mean? And that like, it's like you're this high level or like you're you're this like very knowledgeable person in this area, right? I'm killing it on my cleans. <laughs> I'm killing it on my snatches. You know what I mean? I'm killing it on my ring muscles. But it's it's when you drop down from the rings or it's like I got a 60-inch box jump. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whoever's got that, come, <laughs> come talk to me. But I got a 60-inch box jump. It's like, cool, you can get up there. And then when you get down, that's the thing that broke Bless your ankle. Your, yeah. yeah, it's like, damn. <laughs> and yeah. it's those little those little things that people don't even recognize that they need to know. Like, that's truly functional. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, you're talking about getting up something. Okay, you can jump up. You can jump up 60 inches, let's say, but you can climb up 12 feet. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, you're talking about, like, a rope climb. Okay, how are you going to climb something that doesn't have no rope? You know, can you climb the rig just by itself? Like, can you get on top of the rig? That's the question to ask. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, these are the things that I feel like a lot of people like miss and don't understand like there's so much more to movement and activity than just pick up weights, put weights down, do this for reps and time. There's more to it. And there's a way to intertwine what I would consider parkour to be like, it's the like most functional for your body movement. You know, it's total and complete control of yourself in space. That right there can be put into a field like this, you know what I mean? Easily. And then it translates to both because uh, you train in CrossFit, right? Like I do. You, tra you yep. train in CrossFit and I'm sure that's made you your uh, jumping and all that more explosive. Oh, yeah, you got more power behind it. So like they somewhat complement each other mm -hmm. if you put them together and use them the right way instead of being like, nah, this way, this way, that way, you know? Yeah. You got to be open-minded, you know? The world is changing, things change, things actually become more brighter to when you actually open your eyes to it. Like, hey, that doesn't yeah. make sense. Like, Yeah, why not take the knowledge? Exactly, because even practicing your explosiveness, I've seen like in parkour in general, and like imagine trying that under a heavy push dirt. Yeah. You know, like- That's the only reason that I actually like understand how to do this stuff is because I have so much experience with my body and, and like other obstacles, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, that's why I understand aspects of like ollie lifting, you know? Like my girlfriend who is an ollie lifter herself, like that's whatever she tells me and teaches me, like the speed at which I can pick it up comparatively to like somebody who is just coming in just to do that is astounding to her and to other people who have like coached me, like the homies in Miami or like the people at Deuce, you know what I mean? Because... I understand something because of how much experience I have using my body with other obstacles in space. You know, mind-body I mean? awareness. Like even like if you pull out the the general physical skills, like yeah. that CrossFit like uses. You know, yeah. as a blueprint. Like you got accuracy, coordination, mm -hmm. agility, balance, 
parkour. All that. But then also has CrossFit, but then you got strength, speed, stamina, yeah. cardio, respiratory mm -hmm. endurance. Like you got all these things going with each other, flexibility. And it's functional. Like to me, like if it's functional and it makes sense, like I'm going to do this, might do this one day in everyday life, which was CrossFit prepares you for the unknowing and unknowable and shit might happen. You got to be able to act quick, you know? Yeah. So like you never know when parkour could come in handy. Yeah. That's, you know, I, just like, that's the original motto, right? You know, you never know when any of this stuff could go in handy. Like I understand maybe you're not going to do an Arnold press to, to save Jimmy or something, you know, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like other stuff like cleaning, uh, power clean snatches all that then parkour you never like bar muscle ups like I'm sure exactly. like man I watch you swing from the bar I'm sure I watch you do bar muscle ups like it like it's a walk in the park you yeah. know but it's because of both trainings right like, exactly you train in both sports mm -hmm. both methods of fitness and yeah. like man you're a big dude that I see move graceful <laughs> man you move graceful man in the ways I see it all the time I was telling my wife last night I was like man that's just beautiful How's that big guy just do that? Like, I, pre I appreciate you know? that. I appreciate that. Just such, such grace, you know? And then like the flips, the spin, acrobatics, you know? And then, but then also too, it's gymnastics. Yeah. In a sense. And that's what is CrossFit. CrossFit has There's gymnastics. so much gymnastics and, involved. You know? Yeah. That's always one of the things that I bring up is like, I guarantee there was a point in time in CrossFit where a lot of people were averse to like implementing gymnastics into their training until it started to show up more in the games yep. and then now everybody needs to put it in their training you know what i mean and that's yeah. one of the that's one of the things like i feel like this is a continual warning to everybody in the crossfit space that eventually aspects of parkour are going to start to show up and it's kind of already started to show up you know what i mean like um there's only one event i've ever seen that i was like you guys could benefit from some parkour training and it was them getting over hay bales and these are the fittest people on earth, right? <laughs> Man, watching them get over the hay bales, I was just like, just use your hands and your feet. Like, <laughs> I was like do the Kong, right? Yeah, yeah. Your hands <laughs> and your feet work so well. It'll save you a lot of energy. You don't need your knees on that. That's uncomfortable. You don't need to put your butt on it. That's uncomfortable. But like, you know, there's <laughs> the, your hands and feet work really, really well together if you understand how joints hinge and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, I think like, I think that there's there's a lot of overlap and there's a lot to be gained from the cross pollination. I know that like in the parkour world, a lot of us, a lot of us that do a lot of strength training in particular and like GPP and stuff like that are kind of on a mission to expose that to more athletes in the sport. Because what you'll see a lot of the time is a lot of athletes in parkour, high level athletes in parkour who have minimal muscle on their frames and there's two reasons why that is when you're young you're extremely elastic so you can you have speed on your side you have that bounce on your side you can obviously take more impact because you haven't spent your life taking a lot of impacts and rotations like acrobatics and stuff like that very easy to understand at that age because it's just not it's not something that you have to i got to get strong enough to do a double backflip necessarily like you'll get that strength in a year like max, you know what I mean? It doesn't take that much to do a double backflip, but it does take years to be able to understand things like climbing, understand things like force generation or force dispersion, you know what I mean? Like impact dispersion. Like that takes a long time to understand and that also takes a level of conditioning to prepare your body to be able to, to take those things, you know what I mean? It's like the people that drive Formula One, they don't just get in the car and go. Those G-forces are way, way, way too hard. You know what I mean? Like if you and me got in, a, in an F1 vehicle today and they were just gunning with us in the, in the seat, we would just, we'd be sick. We'd be yeah. sick because we don't, we don't feel that. But they train for that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not just get in the car and go. So something that we've been trying to do a lot in parkour over the past, I want to say, 
I want to say decade, but I want to say like really hard in the last seven years is implement way more strength training, way more GPP, way more like functional fitness into the regimen of of um, practicing parkour, you know what I mean? To prepare our body so that we have a longer time doing this, you know? This is my 18th year, you know what I mean? Like going on to my 19th year of parkour, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm still trying to progress and get better through everything that I've been through, you know, every mistake and everything I've done what right. Uh, and, you know, in, in implementing more and more uh, training, you know, in the space like this, into my program has been massive for me. You know what I mean? So I'm seeing it in the other direction. Like if this has been so helpful for me, I can only imagine what I do can do for people in this space, especially in terms of interest. I think interest is huge. You yeah. you know what it's like to have, have a class with people who like are having fun versus this is just intense and I'm not enjoying myself. <laughs> I actually use like I, I remember you did the seminar down at Deuce and uh, the stuff I learned there. I went through just a real part, a uh, quick part when you're doing the warm up and stuff. I use some of those warm ups in my warm ups. It's good prepare, stuff, man. To prepare the members and athletes here for like the workout of the day, like getting full mm -hmm. range of motion. You're working your midline. You like whatever part, getting the shoulders, the legs. Everything's getting warm. Some people look at it I'm like, hey, we're gonna do a catwalk today. We're gonna do a kong, and everyone's like, huh? What are you talking about? Yeah. You know, and I tell them all the time, like, oh, I learned this from my buddy, man, parkour. I think this stuff really works, you know? And they see that it works, and, yeah. you know? And now if we could just expose it more that it's going to work, and eventually it will. Like, eventually, man, word of mouth, people see what it is, like, everyone's visual. They want to see the result. Like, yeah. you're a fine example of the result. Like, I'd, I'd this be is trying here to go, here. you know? <laughs> it's just, we got to get people to see, you know? And sometimes some people are stubborn. People are stubborn. Yeah. As people hate to learn new things sometimes. Yeah. Even though you can't teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like that until they feel like, oh, now I have to know this now. Yeah, until you, know you know got I mean? a gun to their head and we get yeah. forced to learn. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> you know? I, I always think that it just comes down to like continual, um, you know, just like advocation of it. You know what I mean? Like just advocate for it. Just keep keep saying like you guys, you know, we've this has happened to us before. We've all, this has happened, this happens in parkour where like new movements and new styles are coming out and people are like. Everyone takes you with a grain of salt. Yeah, they they're, they're scene, like, they're ah, like oh. that's not going to catch on. And then everybody starts doing it and they're like, damn, oh God, I'm about to get left behind and lose so much progress. I, I need to catch up. And it's like, if you had seen it when it started and started taking it seriously back then, you'd already be ahead of the curve. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the thing is like trying not to miss out on something. You know, FOMO is real, man. It's really real. I know. I, I'm actually learning about that myself, but I, like, since I, I'd be like, I don't know if I want to be a part of that, <laughs> you know? But I get, I'm pretty open-minded, so I like, I like new things sometimes, you know, just to check it out. And they, I'm happy for it after, yeah. you know? And people will realize that it's, it's better to, um, like, you, I guess, you know, be with the crowd instead of trying to catch up to the crowd, yeah. chasing behind them, you being the one left out. Because I'm sure everybody was that kid, too, trying to hang out with the with their brother, older yep. sister, whatever, chasing the crowd. And it's like, I'm missing out, I'm missing out until, you know, you find out what is, you know, um, proof in the pudding. Yeah. It's better <laughs> to know more than to know less. I think that's the truth. Exactly. You know, knowledge is like knowledge is power, man. It's, and learning more doesn't make you forget the stuff you already know. Nope. Just don't go crazy. Sometimes yeah. some people yeah. go crazy when they know too much. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know, just a little bit, you know what I mean? Some people go a little like, oh, I shouldn't have learned that. Yeah, <laughs> you, so, know? you know, sometimes I guess like I have a little that. bit of mystery in life, you know? So... You know, we're working on right now with Daryl actually to run a, a workshop, parkour workshop here at the gym. And can you give us just a little quick brief on like how would that would look? Yeah. So um, 
very similarly to how I led the one at Deuce, I led another one in Miami uh, and another one in Vancouver, actually. So I learned so much from those experiences. I have the intention to introduce the sport to people so that they can understand this is what the sport actually is. You know, what you're doing today is not going to be the whole sport. I'm not going to teach you how to do everything in parkour. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some keys to understanding some of these fundamental movements and how we can integrate those into your training. You know what I mean? And at the same time, for any parkour people who happen to be interested in coming through to something like this, it will give an idea of how to adequately utilize GPP style training to assist your parkour game. Because that's what I do. I mean, how I train is parkour integrated training. Like specifically what I do, even, even in terms of how I train parkour as an athlete, is integrating the methodology of training in a traditional sense into the, uh, the actual like practice of my craft. So lots of repetition, measurement of distance, height, and like, you know, being precise, working on my speed, you know what I mean? Trying to hit everything exactly how I want to for reps, you know what I mean? And also utilizing it as a workout, doing speed courses to get my respiratory yeah, going, you know what I mean? Going. Stuff like that. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to try to uh, introduce to this space is how do you utilize fundamentals of parkour to enhance your training and also just enhance your athleticism in general. That's good. And then I remember uh, hearing too as well, like what got you into parkour was like comic books. Comic right? books, yeah. And every every adult, every kid, everybody, everybody in this world, man, everyone's read comic books at one time before maybe someone probably kind of like dashed, you know, ruined yeah, their, took it away <laughs> ruined from them, took it away from them or whatnot, you know, but that kid still lives in all of us. Yeah. We all still have that kid. We all still watch Avengers or Captain exactly, America from Gone or, exactly. or The Dark Knight. We all still watch it even as adults, you know, so like, and you said you want to incorporate how fun it could be in a class. Like, yeah. So I like, I encourage people when we work, get it all worked out is like, come through, have fun, bring out that inner kid, enjoy yourself. Yeah, it's so no, much uh, fun, man. I we promise. We all could replicate being Spider-Man or uh, your favorite one was uh, the Ninja Turtles. I love the Ninja Turtles. I love the yeah. Ninja Turtles myself. I watched the original movies like a million times. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And my favorite one was Raphael. You know, the little hard know. one. You, you already know. know. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. You know, was that like, was, was but like, for it. it's like everyone bring out the kid, you know, and ha have a good time. And, and then also learn something that's going to be very beneficial, not just to your health, but your mental wellness as well. Yeah. Because see, you get out your head. Like I said, you see a building and you realize that it's not too high to climb. You Now you're pushing out the fear factor yeah. that we're all pretty much shackled with everyday life. Mm -hmm. Why we don't speed in the car or why we don't uh, cross the street at a certain time mm -hmm. or break the law. Or I'm not saying break the law. Don't want to break the law, right? Follow the laws, man. You don't want to be screwed on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm just saying is fear shackles us from doing a lot of things in life yeah. because we just feel we can't do it or, or someone um, dashed our dreams like, oh, comic books ain't real or that ain't real. That's not possible. Man, uh, parkour will help you realize that fear is not a shackle. It could be something that could be broken. Mm -hmm. Utilize your courage from it and climb those buildings, whether it be in your everyday life, uh, your relationships, work, whatnot, whatever it can be, man. Exactly. Uh, so it's like it's not just physically healthy, but mentally healthy. It's mm -hmm. going to help you break barriers. And and uh, I believe you could touch more about that. Like, like I'm sure I've, when you first started, you see the building. What made you overcome your fear in the beginning? I, I think you threw a toy on your dad's 
roof. I at did, the house, yeah. With your grandma's house. How do you know about that? Uh, oh, I'd be paying attention, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know? for anybody who's a Pokemon fan. You got fan, stuck up there. You didn't I know did how to get, get down. Stuck up there. For anybody who's a Pokemon fan, I had a Snorlax toy, and I, oh, I, know Snorlax. I don't even know why I did this. I actually can't tell you why I did this, but as a little kid, I threw my Snorlax on top of my grandma's, my great grandmother's house. It's a one story house, you know, it's not a not a big, not a big uh, drop or anything like that. Like the hood, a, man. Yeah. It's all small. Yeah. <laughs> Afa drop. And I was able to get up there to get it, but I was by myself. So I got up there and I got it. And then I looked down and I was like, oh, damn. And I was, I don't know, I might have been eight, maybe seven or eight. And my dad came out and he was like, you got to jump. Like, you got to jump and try to roll. And I was like, I can't do it because I, I have this terrible fear of heights to this moment. Oh, wow. Yeah, you wouldn't get it. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even believe it. But right. like, you know, it was, it was that experience that I survived. You know what I mean? That, that let me know, okay, it's not as bad as it could be. You know, it's not as bad as it could be. And uh, when I got into parkour, it's just you kind of, if you want to be elite, which I did want to be elite, you have to deal with height. You have to deal with with things that scare you all the time. I mean, just yesterday in the city, I was working on a, a challenge, and it it wasn't even at height. Realistically, I mean, the wall I was vaulting over was maybe like I don't know, like five or six feet. The wall I was landing on was like three or four feet tall. So that's not really high. That's high to a lot of people. That's not really that high. But it was twelve feet between the gap. Oh man, yeah, that's a long, long gap. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and it's in the middle of the city. Like it's in San Francisco, so like. Cars Traffic, are coming through, pedestrians, walking, yeah, all that stuff. scooters. <laughs> and it's it's like, there's so, it's like sensory overload. And then there's also the fear aspect because it's like, I know I can make that. I know I can make that. But it doesn't change the fact that it's still scary to do, yep. you know? So it's like, I had to overcome it and a cop rolled up on us. This was, I'm going to shout this dude out, best experience I've ever had with an officer. He walked up and he's like, look guys. I'm technically working security for this building and this is their property and they don't want you here. I don't care at all that you guys are here. This shit is tight. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk that way and I'm going to go inside. I'm going to talk to the security manager and I'm going to tell him I told you guys to leave and you guys are leaving. That's going to give you about five minutes. So if you could do this in that time, do this in that time. But when I get back, like, you know, you guys got to be gone. And I was like, bet. So I went back and I was like, okay, distractions, everything, all that stuff. Like, I want this more than I don't want this. I want this more than I want to quit. So I'm going to go ahead and just take my deep breaths. My team's got me. You know what I mean? We got the drone in the air. We got a camera over there. We got a camera over there. I got to get this shot. And I run. And I hit it. And I was just like, damn. Well, we got our one. We got to go. We gotta you know go. what I mean? Like we, uh, we, if it was we, luck or, or just skill, I'm not sure where yeah. we got to go. <laughs> yeah. It's like, right, hey, look, I got it. I got it. You know, we got to go now because we, we promised. But, but like it was, it was in that moment where I had to basically, I really had to test what I was capable of. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't even put themselves in positions like that. You know, a lot of people won't even come in here to start taking classes because no. You know, I mean, maybe they don't want to find out or maybe they're just like so afraid of, you know, what might happen or being embarrassed or, you know, finding out how out of shape they are, you know, or whatever. Or this is just a scary thing to them. You know what I mean? Like, I think that at a basic level, you know what I mean? Parkour, I feel like it's something that everybody should learn um, because what a lot of people are going to do is they're going to look at this and they're going to say, I can't do that. And the first thing that's going to yep, come into their head, always hesitation, uh, already yeah. shutting them, not lack of confidence in themselves. That's the yeah. first and thing that goes through their head. The craziest thing is, is I've 
taught this sport for almost as long as I've done it. This is my 15th going on 16th year of coaching parkour. And the amount of people who have come in like thinking, I can't do this. Somebody brought them in, somebody dragged their ass in (laughs) and said, you're going to come do this with me. And then they do it and they find out like, oh shit. I didn't think I could do this. I didn't think I could do any of this. Like, and they're always like, you, you broke it down in a way that you just made it accessible to me. And now I know I can do it. And then it's really crazy. They walk in thinking I can't. And then as soon as you show them that they can, they're like, I'm going to jump on that. And I'm going to jump on this. You opened a whole new world to them. You brought the kid out too. Yeah. (laughs) And the stuff that that does to their, to their confidence in the other areas that they practice is insane. It just blows my mind what it does to people. You know what I mean? Man, that's deep. Like getting someone to to break that barrier of fear in their head or lack of confidence. That's like, man, the best medicine to man you can yeah. do, you know, along with community is like to show someone, hey, you're capable of doing this. It's not that you're incapable. But the thing is about breaking it down. Yeah. Sometimes, lack of better words, you got to put in layman's terms for them, you know? You yeah. got to be like, hey, check it out. It's not like this. It's like this. You yeah. get something they can relate it to and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you know what? I actually do do that at home. Like, exactly. you know, when I get people to come in, when people come in here for their intro classes, they're like, man, I didn't want to take CrossFit. It was very intimidating. I was like, man, you're doing this at home. And I start breaking down movements and they're like, oh, you had it. I yeah. think about it like that. You don't you realize know? every time you're picking up a case of water bottles that you're <laughs> yeah. about to, you're about to do a sumo deadlift right now. You don't even know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, I always show tell people when they're doing the sumo deadlift high pull, it's like, man, what happened? You got to get your cat from under the bed. There you, you go. Know, you got to hurry, lift up the bed, pull, get out. There you go. It's like, you're doing this at home already. You know? So once you start breaking things down for people, man, it unlocks that door. Like yeah. now they're going to really walk through it, you know? And then for your coaching experience, say, hey, I, um, I remember listening to, uh, what, 14 years old, coaching the coach, how to coach. Yeah, I wasn't old enough to work yet, technically, in California. You have to be 15 and a half, I think, to get a work permit in California. And I went into a gymnastics gym called Four Stars Gymnastics Academy in in Antioch. And uh, they offered me a parkour class. And I was like, I should be teaching that, like, cocky little kid. And and they're like, wait, you know parkour? And they were like, yeah, can you teach our coach Matt? Cause he's, he does, he does tumbling. He's a tumbling coach, but he loves parkour and he, he wanted to start this class, but he doesn't know how to do it. Can you teach him? And I was like, yeah. So they, they slipped me 10 bucks under the table. <laughs> like every, every class, um, <laughs> I was there, they slipped me 10 bucks and I was technically teaching the class, but I was also in there all the time teaching Matt how to do parkour. And Matt was kind of giving me tips to understand how to like flip. Cause I really wanted to learn. So it was like, a, it was a cool trade-off I'd say. Um, yeah, yeah. but yeah, like it got One to the point, the other. it got <laughs> to the point where they were like, well, you're, you're old enough now and you're basically coaching these classes and you keep coming in here with ideas. I was like asking on days off, can I like have a day with just all my friends and they'll pay this much and I'll take like this cut of it. And then we'll just come in and I'll train everybody. And then we'll just have a bunch of open gym time. Cause it was like a day that the gym was closed and the owner Monique, she was like, yeah, go ahead. And like, yeah, that it just got to the point where I was running the whole program. You know what I mean? Matt, Matt was just enjoying learning parkour and I was like being a real coach and I kept doing it like, you know, after, Man. after I left that spot. And nothing like the imagination of a teenage kid coming up with these ideas and just trying it out. What's the worst that could happen? You yeah. know, like, yeah, so you mean, cool, you know, at that age, like, man, I got this idea. Let's try it out and keep it going, man. That's, and now you're still doing it to this day. Like mm-hmm. man, you're 18, you said 19 years down the line. Mm-hmm. And now you're an elite. I'm, a, I'm up you, there, yeah. I'm, yeah, you know, you got I'm, I'm there. one of them. Hell yeah, man. That's what I'm talking I'm, about. I made it, kind of. So, I like, guess. what if we have this thing right here, too, we do on the Call the Podcast called the call to action. Uh-huh. Like, getting someone to do something, you know, or, like, to overcome something. So, what would be your call to action for someone that is 
shackled by fear. Like how would I get them to get over it or how would I get them to try this? How would you get them to try the fear of looking at parkour and be like, I cannot do that? You absolutely can. I tell this to everybody, no matter what they think. And one of the things that people don't understand is we create the reality that we live in. So if you don't think that you can, that's the only reason why you can't is purely because you don't believe you can. But just like you don't know how to fix your own car, if you don't know how to do that, or, you know, like you're not a plumber or you're not an electrician or you're not fabricator or whatever, you go to somebody who does know how to do that so that they can do it for you, right? Well, I can show you how to make this accessible to yourself. You have to understand that you're looking at a complex science that you don't understand, but I'm a professor. I can teach this to you. You know what I mean? And I'm going to teach you in the best way that reaches you. And I have the experience to say that I've taught anybody. Like I can teach anybody. I've taught people who don't speak my language. I've taught people from Japan. People, oh, wow. have, people have come huh. from Japan to learn from me. And they speak Japanese and I speak no Japanese at all. Like I'm talking zero, you know what I mean? This much. Yeah. And I've been able to teach them just through, I grab their wrists, I put them in positions and I say, this is what we do. I show them how to do it. And then like, I mean, I have a lot of coaching experience, so it's, I find ways to be able to get through to people. So if you're coming in here and you can speak English to me, like, oh, tch. You got this. This is happening. This, <laughs> this is, is happening. This is happening today. If you, if you, you know? come in here and you can't speak English to me, this is still happening. All right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, so right yeah. And you know, the thing is, um, oh, the last thing I guess I'll say on that is everybody needs to remember that just like anything, parkour starts from the ground up. You don't start up high. You don't start climbing up high. You don't start going up high. You literally start on the ground. That's what I taught you when you, yeah. when uh, you learned from me last year. And that's where we started. We didn't, we went above ground up to, I think, a foot off the ground yep. next. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's, step that's at a time, one yeah. foot at a time. And yeah. the next you know it, uh, you're on top of that Empire State Building. Yeah. <laughs> Looking yeah. like Kong. <laughs> if you, if you want to be. <laughs> if you want to be, you want to get there, you know? And that's the thing is that, and then people, there's people here, like like Daryl here, he's here for the community. He's here for all who are willing to, to just take the chance. And then the thing is, you're not going to do it alone. You know, you have to show up alone. You know, I can't go pick you up. He can't go pick you up. But once you're here, he's going to walk you through it. He's going to help you break that barrier of fear, that, that stigma that not everyone's allowed to do everything. Like, man, get that out your head. The world is ours. The world belongs to everybody. I don't care what color you are, what creed you are, where you come from. Man, the neighborhood's not four blocks. You know, there's a, if there's a fence, man, teach you parkour, you jump right over it. That's true. <laughs> That's true. You know, expand the whole world for yourself. Yes, man. And uh, I thank you so much, Daryl, for pulling through, man, showing up and, and doing this uh, this interview. I met, you know, uh, Daryl back at um, at Deuce Gym, being part of Deuce community. He's uh, been a big help. He's an inspiration. He's, he comes from uh, humble beginnings like myself and the world. Like I tell, man, the world is yours. You can do what you believe you can do. And trust me, people believe in you. People believe in you. And, uh, uh, you know, eventually we're get it cracking in the CrossFit gyms. We're going to be doing more, hopefully parkour, teaching our athletes how to be more functional in any way life that throws at you, man. And uh, again, thank you so much for showing up. Oh, uh, man, this is my pleasure. Thank you for the invite and uh, thank you for your time, as always. And it will get you here for a part two eventually. Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. All right, man. You guys have a good one. Thank you so much for listening. But wait, we want to keep you updated and continue to be inspired and motivated 
follow us on our Instagram page at Ecola Strong. We'll see you on the next episode. 